Oh, hey, mom betches. Welcome back to another episode of Mom Betch Podcast. Typically, I drop my episodes on Thursday, but it's Valentine's Day. I cannot drop an episode. And it might not be what you expect because if you are in a relationship or you have a significant other, I'm sure your Valentine's Day is like in route. It's being planned. You got it together. But I will say, I used to love Valentine's Day when I was single. I just love being single. Not hating on my relationship now. I totally love my relationship. But I loved being single. And so I want to give the single gals a list of how you explore self-love on Valentine's Day. Because it's not a day to not be celebrated just because you're single. Before we get into it, though, grab your mom juice, get settled in, because I want to get the party started, and I want to start off with a recap of the Super Bowl. And I want to call it the Mahomes Super Bowl, because we've all been following Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and like, yes, I love it, okay? I do. But let's not sleep on Mahomes. He is 28 years old with three Super Bowl rings. Okay, that three-yard pass in overtime was epic. And now that I'm like fully invested into football, I'm actually like paying attention to like the actual game. In the fourth quarter before overtime, I was like, does Mahomes even have a team? He's literally carrying this team on his back. Oh, if we don't get this down then we lose. I'll just go ahead and run this yard and then do it again. I loved spotting Taylor Swift. She was cheering it with Blake Lively. Ice, Ice honestly looked like she didn't even know why she was there. And I love that for her. But power goals, right? Like she looked good. Taylor looked good. Her outfit was super cute. I wish I looked like that when my hair was back. The little braids, like the detail, she looked fantastic. Let's talk about the music because I feel like the music is key. Like Post Malone's rendition of America the Beautiful was fantastic. He's very like cool. But to hear him just sing was gorgeous. And Reba McIntyre, are you kidding me? She's ageless. Like she is iconic. She looked fantastic and she sounded fantastic. Singing the national anthem, I know this from experience, I'm not even like a professional singer anymore, is extremely hard and you can really screw it up. I don't know if you've ever seen Fergie do the national anthem in the NBA. It was really bad. Anyways, look it up if you haven't seen it. But Reba, flawless. And I just have to get to the halftime performance with Usher. At first, I was like, what is happening? There's no stage. He's wearing like this bedazzled shirt. But he brought Usher energy like no other. I literally could not with myself. He was sweating. He was gyrating. Like every millennial woman is basically having relationship issues this morning because it was classic Usher. When he took his shirt off, I was like, this is circa early 2000s, and I'm here for it. His guests were amazing. Alicia Keys, are you kidding me, my boo? Please, her on the electric guitar, little John. When Ludacris came on my screen, I literally almost broke my back. 
I dropped it like it was hot and I couldn't get back up. Like everyone in my house was close to the TV and I had to be in the very back because I was trying to dance. Like I knew how to dance when he started playing like little John. Yeah. And turned on from what with Lude, I was like, this is it. This is one of hands down the best halftime performances. And what I really loved is the next day talking to like colleagues and friends. I didn't hear anyone say that they didn't like it. That's a win. Usually it's very controversial. Or maybe you only like a percentage of the performing artists. Usher, completely iconic. And I have to say, like, now that he's coming and doing like a tour, I kind of want to go. I felt like I was watching like Cirque du Soleil. Like he was on roller skates. He's 45 years old. How do you, I don't even know how to roller skate. He was so good. Like I really am impressed for his age, how together he is. Most artists are like retiring and he's like springing into life. That is like my whole recap of the Super Bowl. I had a lot of fun. I did a lot of bets. I deposited a lot of money into my bank account. I love sports betting personally. Disclaimer, if you have any sort of like betting gambling and addiction, this is not geared towards you. This is totally, you know, me. But it helps me learn the sport more because I'm more into it as I watch it. Anyways, moving on, let's get into Valentine's Day, okay? It is estimated that people spend $19 billion on Valentine's Day. I did the math. That is $142 per person, okay? And so, yes, if you have a significant other, do you, boo. But if you are single, that is $142 to spend on yourself. If anyone tells me, here's money, Celia, go ahead and do you, I'm like as happy as can be. I really think Valentine's Day is underrated for single people because you can do so many things for yourself. And so I'm going to go down the list. Number one, pamper yourself. Okay, $142, you can literally go to the spa. And if you don't want to spend money, binge watch your favorite shows. There are so many shows right now I need to catch up on because I've been so busy. Like just having the time to galentine myself would be amazing. Have friends over, bake together. Like even go on like a virtual Zoom. Spending time with your friends on Valentine's Day if you don't have a significant other is a win, right? Like another thing that I used to love to do and I did it every single year is if I was eyeing an outfit, I purchased it for myself. I always say you will feel good when you look good and Valentine's Day does not go out with saying like if you want to look good and feel good get your outfit on girl go get yourself a nice outfit wear it for yourself learn something new I try to learn something new every single day whether it's a new fitness challenge whether it's a new skill a new hobby whatever it is I try to find something to learn, right? Sweat it out on Valentine's Day, girl. Go to the spa, go to the gym, work out, get your endorphins up, like treat yourself because honestly, self-love comes within. And I really do think you are meant to feel like a queen on Valentine's. Even if you're on a budget, you can find ways for self-love. 
and it does not require a reservation. Okay. And as I was thinking about like, why did I love Valentine's Day so much when I was single? And I think, and this might be a hot take, but I started to think, okay, like why do women like Valentine's Day? Like why is Valentine's Day geared towards women? Is it just the chocolates? Is it just the flowers? Mind you, I keep hearing people say, don't buy a girl flowers. No, F that. I want flowers. I want flowers in every single form. But I think the meaning for Valentine's for women is self-love. I think it is about friendship. I think it is about romanticism. And whether you are like rocking the mom life or just enjoying the pure bliss of singlehood, or if you're in a relationship, celebrate it with someone special and that someone special can be yourself. Okay? Like it does not have to be just you alone, depressed in your house, wishing you had someone. You and people are not meant to be alone. And I really do believe that. You will find your someone when it's right. And if you try to put pressure on it, You deter yourself from being open to those opportunities. And if you really get too caught up in what you don't have, you don't appreciate what you do have. I really do think love is like a strategy. Like you really have to be one with yourself in order to be open to what you deserve. So with that said, ladies, if you are single this Valentine's Day, have fun with it. Like actually have fun with it and make it a day about yourself. Take a mental health day off work. Go make plans with your friends. Like start today to do change and make things better for yourself. Anyways, that's my Valentine's Day spiel. I think it's very important though to to talk about it because it goes beyond Valentine's Day. It's really just about prioritizing yourself. I have to share something. Okay, the Mom Betch mini journal. I just got my journal in the mail and I'm literally obsessed. Like, it is so nice. It is so cute and it actually looks like a table book, but the quality is beautiful inside. I did upgraded paper and color, and literally everything is like, I don't know how to describe it. There's something that I love when a gel pen hits paper and it's just so smooth. And so when I was making the journal, I was like, I have to have good quality paper. Like I cannot have crap. I cannot have like, if you ever go to like a restaurant or to your friend's house or my house right now, because James was in charge of getting the toilet paper the last time. And it's like crap paper. Well, I hate that. In general, I especially hate that in a journal if I'm investing money. This paper is magical. And when I wrote on it, I was like, this is like the smoothest thing ever. It's really good quality. But the journal every day is an inspire word of the day. And that's meant to write down like, what's your affirmation for the day? What positive do you want to focus on? And then there's space to attach the meaning taking time to actually like create your energy, create your intention and write it down. But then the one thing 
that you don't see in journals is triggers. Like we all have triggers and we want to turn those challenges into opportunities. But in order to do that, you have to get in front of it. So with that said, I have trigger word of the day to overcome and then changing behavior, which has space to kind of reflect on if you know this is going to happen. It's almost like cause and effect. Like if you know this is going to happen and this is going to be the effect, like how can we get in front of it and how can we change it? And then obviously it has like your priorities and special notes. But I especially love this hardcover of the six by nine because it's something that you can easily just fit in your bag or in your purse to take and go. It's 188 pages. So it's like good for a whole half of the year. And it's just really cute and pretty. The quality is just really nice. I love hardcover. I just like when I can put my things on a table and it looks like it's meant to be there. And it's not like a random magazine just sitting there looking like crap. Anyways, I'm really excited about this journal. It's been life-changing for me coming out of postpartum. So to be able to create this and put this on paper for someone else to use, even if it's just one person, that's a win for me. I didn't make it to sell by the masses. I didn't make this podcast because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm the next Alex Cooper. I'm past that. Like I'm going to be 39 years old. Like if social media was a thing when I was in my 20s, as much as it is now, like, yes, maybe I might, but I really just want to create the space for women to feel valued and, and supported and appreciated because I don't think we have that all of the time. Moving on, I know I'm supposed to have James on the podcast, but now I actually have the equipment to do a two-person podcast. And so he's coming on the podcast, but we were talking this weekend and I realized like I need a best friend. And I know that sounds so weird because I have so many friends, both close in proximity and far away. But I go back to my friend, Erin, like Erin's my girl where I can talk skincare, where I can talk, uh, you know, like skin rituals, career, like we just have a lot in common. But She lives in Arizona. Like, I don't get to see her that often. We travel probably once a year together, but I don't get to see her that often. I'm missing that type of friendship in my life to go get brunch or to go take a break. I have so many different types of friends. I have my best friends that I grew up with. I have friends that, you know, I've met along the way. I've had inherited friends from James and his friends. I have such a big support system, but I don't have like, that best girlfriend to go do fun things with. I have mom friends. I have, you know, like, I guess I shouldn't say that if you're my friend and you're listening to this, like, Hey, what about me? Like, I love you. Okay. Like our friendship is magical. Our friendship's beautiful, but like, we're not getting brunch. Okay. If you hear this and you're my friend, you know, we're not getting brunch. Like, you know, we're probably not talking about Botox. I'm in search for a new friend that I can do that stuff with. And I was like, if I'm feeling this way and I have so many people I talk to on a week to week basis, there must be so many people that feel this way. And I'm like, should I go on the journey of like friend bubble? Like my one girlfriend did it and she like finds friends that she's actually like has things in common with and they go out and they hang out and it's like completely platonic. It's nothing weird. I was like, or do I need a co-host for the podcast? Like someone that's local 
that I can do the podcast with that would be very similar to me where we can talk about things because the podcast has been almost like therapeutic to me. Anyways, it's on my mind. I haven't figured out quite what I'm going to do, but if you're similar to me, I kind of want to hear about it. So go to mombetch.com, write in, and let's talk about it because I do think it's fun to make new friends. And no matter what stage you're in, and yes, you can have too many friends, and yes, you cannot have enough friends, but it is kind of fun to have that one friend that you can just like do fun shit with. And I wish Erin lived in Michigan, but she doesn't. I talk about her all the time. She's going to be on the podcast this year. Anyways, as we wrap, I just want to recap. Super Bowl is amazing. You're amazing, okay? Love yourself. Have the best Valentine's Day, okay? Stay fabulous. Keep rocking that mom bitch style. And just know you are beautiful. So until next time, I will talk to you later. Have a great day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Go Chiefs. Chat you later.